Good evening and welcome to TV Party Tonight. I'm your host, Alexis Haina. And tonight we are talking about, it's not quite a movie, it's not a TV show, it's a TV special. And that is Werewolf by Night, brought to us by Marvel Studios, airing on Disney+. And joining me tonight is my very good friend, and I'm so grateful he came in to join me. Otherwise, I would literally have no one else to talk to. <laughs> Andrew Orozco, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, Alexis. Thanks for having me on. I've I've been like a fan of you guys from afar of the whole the uh, I can't never pronounce the name the Radulich <laughs> Radulich Broadcasting Network. Network. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on. All right really glad to have you so yes this is it is a one hour short uh special aired on disney plus on october 7th my birthday coincidentally mm -hmm. uh directed by michael giacchino and starring gael garcia bernal as mm -hmm. our lead character jack russell and i swear to god i know that's his name from the comics but every time i hear that it's like and start and it's jack russell terrier Yes, there's Jack Russell Terrier. I, I can't unbreak that. In. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's like here, Jack Russell. I want to say Terrier. So a couple things to kick off. First of all, uh, this is Giacchino's directorial debut. Uh, for those who are fans of the movie industry, this is obviously a name you're going to recognize because he is a very famous, very prolific, award-winning composer. Uh, he has, let's see here, did this guy actually win? Yeah, he has won an, he won an Oscar for his work on Up. He won an Emmy for his work on Lost and three Grammys for his work on Ratatouille. He has done work with J.J. Abrams, Brad Bird, Pete Docter, Colin Trevorrow, John Watts, The Wachowskis, Taika Waititi. He's done the Mission Impossible movies, Jurassic World, several movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Star Trek reboot series, eight Pixar films. So when he got announced as director, I know a lot of people were like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Because <laughs> this is just not something we knew that he was going to do. So well, what were your thoughts when you found out he was going to be directing this? Uh, as I kind of like mentioned before we started, I was like, I was like, he must be of the mind where like he's been around TV and film production for so long. He's like, you know what? Like I, I I've gleaned enough knowledge secondhand. I could, I could probably do this. And I have to imagine there's probably is like a certain like he's probably part of a group of friends or like industry friends who like you know mm -hmm. what? Like they kind of egg him on. Like you can do this. You can do this. We'll like help you out. I don't know officially if anybody helped him out. I mean, other than like traditional production crew, but. I have to imagine that he did have somebody or some group of somebody's like kind of, you know, directing him along the correct path. Definitely. All right. So we're going to do a quick uh, sum up of the plot here. So following the death of I'm choking on my own spit here. Great way to start. Following the death of Ulysses Bloodstone, five experienced monster hunters, including Jack Russell carrier are summoned by ulysses <laughs> widow verusa to bloodstone manor where they are instructed to participate in a competitive hunt to determine their new leader who will wield the powerful bloodstone ulysses estranged daughter elsa another prolific character of the comics also arrives to compete for the bloodstone so we got this hunt going on in this huge maze on the uh, manor grounds 
We have our five hunters plus Elsa. Mm -hmm. the, I, I love the fact that they are led in there by a flaming tuba. <laughs> that was so surreal, but it's like, you know what? I'll I'll give it. It, it kind of reminded me of uh, Mad Max with like the, the flames and the guitar kind of. You oh, know, yes. The flame shooting out. <laughs> it, it, it briefly reminded me of, like, I think, pyrotechnics and musical instruments. And that came up to came to mind. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> now I'm imagining a flaming tube on Mad Max's car going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> that's a trombone. <laughs> oh, OK. That's yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Okay, so we find out before too long that the monster is actually Man-Thing making his MCU debut. And Jack is not there to hunt him. He is there to get him free. I, you kind of get from the dialogue that this sort of thing happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man-Thing gets captured. Jack shows up. He's like, and again, he's like, yeah, I always say be careful. And yet we're back here again. They kind of have like this like Chewbacca Han Solo kind of thing going like like a little vibe kind of going on. Definitely. Where like, the where like the monster really is kind of just like a cuddly little guy, but he is ferocious <laughs> at the same time. Man Thing is kind of cuddly. I love all the mushrooms. I'm going to just say this. Uh, the CGI on Man Thing was actually quite impressive. He looked really good. Uh, I, you, you get that scene at the end when we go to color when he's sitting on the log and you can actually mm -hmm. see more of the details uh, oh, in okay. his design. You got the he's got those mushrooms on his shoulder. He's got the big red eye. Th those eyes are like puppy dog eyes. He's <laughs> like how very can expressive, you make very of those emotive. eyes. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You, you get a lot of what he's saying, even though obviously he doesn't talk. So uh, Jack strikes up a deal with Elsa. He's like, okay, look, I'll make you a deal. Help me get Ted. That's the character's, you know, birth name, Ted, out of here, and you can have the bloodstone because the bloodstone is attached to man thing, right? Yeah, it's like, so it's like, I guess that's how you prove killed him, got the bloodstone. He's like, you get him out of there, bloodstone's all yours, I don't want it, and it works, and he gets out. But I guess the bloodstone's got a firewall blocker on it that monsters can't touch it because when Jack tries to pick it up, he gets blown backwards. Mm -hmm. And everyone sees that, and they're like, oh, that only means one thing. He's a monster. So Jack and Elsa are captured and put in a cage. And Verusa uses the bloodstone to activate his powers. Because he's like, I'm, he's like, the, the full moon's five days away. We'll get out of here by then. And she's like, you know, the bloodstone can, like, change you in five seconds. And it's, it's obvious he did not <laughs> think about that. <laughs> it's like, ah, crap. So he changes into the infamous... Werewolf by Night, uh, looking very Rick Baker-esque, I would say. They really gave him the classic universal monster werewolf look. You know, it, it actually looked really impressive. I was, I thought, what, what did you think of how the werewolf looked? Yeah, like it wasn't like, it wasn't like Werewolf in London, right? Where it was like a full on, like with snout and everything. It was yeah. very just like, just a hairier person kind of been just like enlarged and embiggened a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I thought, I liked the design at the same time. I thought it was kind of, it was kind of funky because it's very like this whole, this whole special is, has very like universal, like, you know, classic monster film feeling like even with like the on the the mounted trophies on the walls of all like these we see like throughout the film, like all these mounted trophies. And they just look like very like you wouldn't you feel like I, I, well, I felt like it was like we've come a long way in terms of like designing monsters sort of like for movies and stuff. So like it's mm -hmm. just very kind of just like the big eyes and the big teeth and the ears and like 
like when he's pointing to like the I think it was like a vampire or like a bat one. He's like, oh, yeah, like I, I fought that one a couple of times or something. Right. And it was like, yeah, does like, he say something like he looks more? It's like that's the liveliest I've ever seen him. Yeah. And it's just yeah. Right. They're kind of just like exaggerated, like monster proportions, mm-hmm. kind of. It's just kind of it. And it kind of translates a little bit to his look, too, where he like, I mean, I'm looking at the background right now the, in the, of what? little screen around us right you could see like just like all this hair matted Mm -hmm. fur and it's just like classic like universal studio style like werewolf definitely so he changes and Verusa apparently did not think this through because he gets out and he kills the guards and elsa takes out the remaining hunters in what is admittedly for disney plus some pretty gory action yes so really cool though really cool oh oh definitely so from one of now first of all obviously that's one of the reasons this is in black and white because the mpaa won't come after you as long as the blood's not red oh, that's the rule Oh, okay that's that that's a joke i don't know if you I, i've seen so many movies like oh god uh do you remember Alien versus Predator and you got the scene with the alien's head being cut off and all the or, the green, green acid yeah. blood drips down? Mm-hmm. And I remember someone commenting on it's like, so does making it green not make it gory? Because this is a PG-13 film. And I that just always stuck with me that it's like, yeah, that that is the rule. If it's red, yeah. the MPA comes down on you. If it's any other color, they don't apparently don't care. That's true. That's true. Because that translates also to uh, video games where like in the 90s, a lot of like like for example for mortal kombat like i think on super nintendo for mortal kombat they had to make it like change the blood to sweat which mm-hmm. is just make it just make it translucent and yeah. so like you're like punching people and there's just gallons of sweat coming off but that's like the way to get you know around the ratings so I yeah be no no it's sweat we swear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so yeah, so from what I heard, apparently, Giancino added just a little bit of gore, and he was expecting Marvel to come up to him and say, hey, I read that. Knock it off. And no one did. He just he kept like, going? Yeah, he just kept adding more. He's like, well, no one's going to say anything. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, we get the one shot of, uh, I don't remember which hunter it is, but Elsa does like a spin kick, and he flies back, and we got a freaking arching, a freaking arch shot of all this blood going mm-hmm. over. <laughs> I'm like this is this is Deadpool shit right here. <laughs> this is do, you, do you think it's because it was like a Disney like one shot? Maybe that's why they were kind of just like eh, like just just do what you want to do kind of things that way. Probably like if they, maybe. as compared to like a theatrical release where it's like oh uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. I think if this had gotten a theatrical release, black and white or no, they would have told him to tone it down just a touch. Mm. So uh, they defeat all the hunters and the guards. Uh, the werewolf recognizes Elsa. He attacks her briefly, doesn't harm her. And Verusa comes in and she's pissed off that uh, her stepdaughter let the werewolf get out and she's about to kill her when Manthing comes back up and incinerates Verusa mm-hmm. by grabbing her in admittedly a pretty freaking awesome death scene. And then he just looks at Elsa and she's like, uh, the werewolf went that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that way. way. Yeah. <laughs> and so he takes off. Uh, I guess Elsa takes control of her father's estate. She's got the bloodstone. And in a loving little Wizard of Oz moment, is somewhere over the rainbow plays and everything transitions color. into yeah. color. It's like, we know what you did there, Michael. That was that was clever. <laughs> and yeah, we have a brief scene of jack transformed back with man thing having tea coffee i don't know what it was let me go get and, sushi yeah it's like <laughs> let's go get sushi i owe you that much <laughs> 
So, okay. So this was clearly made as in homage to the Universal monster movies. Uh, not only doing black and white, but you see a lot of the styling of it is very so. They even added the what the are intro. Called? Yeah, the intro. Oh my god! Yeah, the fact that we get the claw swipe and then the scream and it goes to black and white. That was a great touch. They added the uh, what do they call what do they call them in, in Fight Club? They call them the cigarette burns, the little holes. Oh, the, the yeah, it's like the. Um... Oh, shoot. I, ha- I I remember this right before we started. It, it ha- yeah, it has like that, um, that like that grain, that grading mm-hmm. kind of like um, film grain. I think like, things just film. Yeah. Grain. And I'm laughing because I, I did broad. I studied in broadcasting in college oh, and okay. I did a lot of uh, film work and TV work. And we got to play around with the editing software. And I found out how to put those little burn marks in and how to add grain and everything. And it's like there's an editor somewhere who was just having the time of his life putting this together. <laughs> Finally, a use for all this. Uh. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I get to press all the buttons. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the film uh, Be Kind Rewind with the uh, haven't seen it, actually i know what, what the film is but i haven't seen it they do it they do a thing where they try to make an old school style movie and mm-hmm. they do the film grain thing by just putting like uh, i think they put like violin chords or like just to oh. run it back and forth over the camera to give it that like old school vaudeville kind of look <laughs> i've heard of worse ideas so it kind of it kind of reminded me of just like the old school and then like how we have like the like the mgm stuff like the little present like a marvel like was it a marvel like special marvel one? studio oh oh yeah with the the colored lines kind of reminded me yeah they used oh, like to the, do that a lot in the 70s and 80s it kind of reminded me of like the old school like looney tune intros with like the on the bottom you see like the roman numerals for the year and everything yes, yes and then like the letter each letter casts like a silhouette like a shadow behind mm-hmm. it kind of like, like popping out like i was like oh this like it takes me back Definitely. <laughs> to like those old school cartoons yeah it's clear giacchino had a lot of fun directing this and had a lot of fun stylizing it and then we had like that really like weird like marvel segue where like here's like the avengers like like just so you know this does exist in that universe like here's the art and it's like okay and then it's just and the camera camera pans down to like the little like whatever the the mansion or whatever that is Mm -hmm. and then it it just seemed kind of weird to me because that was like the only it felt out of place kind of just it was like that was the only touchstone like this is like you know just so you know like it's worth watching this is worth watching because it is related to the moral universe mm-hmm. in some fashion i don't know i don't even know what time period it is i don't think they ever even mentioned the time period but i don't think so either yeah it, 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 i hate to say it in the marvel cinematic universe when we say time period we basically have to know was this pre-thanos or post-thanos right is this pre-avengers post-avengers so yeah it's like i think we need a better timeline explanation of where this is exactly uh i guess the idea though is that they want to do more of these uh short films to bring in and introduce more characters the idea of that they don't this way they can bring them in and do a little bit of a basic explanation they won't have to give them full full full-length movies but then they can bring them in on other movies Mm -hmm. uh we know marvel is doing midnight suns and i would be very surprised if uh, jack does not show up for that um, or Jack and Elsa, actually, I think they'd both be good to return for that. Now, yeah, I was trying to think like how old would they be, but then I'm like, you know what? I, I'm sure they'll find a way to explain it away or something. So like, don't even mm-hmm. like, trip on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what did you think of uh, Gael Garcia Bernal as Jack Russell Terrier? It was really, it was really cool seeing him. And some I haven't seen him in 
a long time. Like he, like he's a, a growing up. I was uh, Mexican American me. Mm-hmm. So I, my family, we grew up seeing like him in like just random movies. Like, I remember him in Ituba Bien, which is like a very old, uh, like 2001, 2002 uh, Mexican film. And which he was also in with Diego Luna. So I wonder if there's like a kind of like a, some kind of like some Marvel Disney connection there was the casting or something. And then also in another film, uh, Motorcycle Diaries, which is about like mm-hmm. a very young, young pre-revolutionary Che Guevara. Yes, yeah, I remember. Like hearing in two thousand six, maybe two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. I forgot. My family owned a video store, and we—I remember we had that film, and I saw it like once or twice. So seeing him like in something like Marvel or something like this big was really cool, just because like it's just—I mean, the representation kind of factor, but also just because like it's like, oh, like I know who that is. Like that's someone who I like kind of. <laughs> grew up in my teens like seeing him mm-hmm. in like small randoms like you know foreign language films and stuff so he did he did ex- extremely well i thought he fit the universe pretty well i thought i i liked him as a character i liked him i like that they gave him little twitches to kind of show before he turned there there's a scene when he, they're sitting in the cage and he scratches his ear he scratches it like this <laughs> oh okay i vaguely so, remember that yeah. yeah you get you get little tiny homages that you'd probably see on like a second or third viewing that you realize is very dog-like and it's kind of a little wink to the audience i like that i like how he when he enters like we, once you panned out and he's just like looking at the murals on the wall and it's like 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 it's just like depicting like like monsters and just the overall presentation of how they introduce the uh mm-hmm. like this is the setting like we've gathered you know all these people for this hunt and it kind of reminds me of i don't know if you've ever seen it's an older film uh the the most dangerous game uh the one with iced tea no or... this is like the black and white one from like the 50s or something no i have not seen that one Ah, uh, okay it's very it, it, the overall tone is a lot like that because it's uh this uh this man gets invited to like this island and basically he's being invited he's to hunt some to uh the, the man who owns the island has has hunted everything from like animals mm-hmm. to all sorts of animals but the only thing he hasn't hunted is a human he's human yeah so mm-hmm. like with like the iconography of, like the mounted animals and then, like the shotguns and the old school like weaponry i was like this reminds me so much of that movie that i like i haven't seen since like college but i thought it was like yeah, I haven't seen that film. I know of it. Like I said, I, I know it's been remade. Well, I think it's based off of either a book or a short yeah, or a, a short story or something. So yeah, seeing that, I know that there's a Treehouse of Horror that makes fun of that, which is a really great one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you five minutes of running. Five minutes of running. Shoot me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watch too much Treehouse of Horror. That's like going nonstop in my background while I'm working this month. So what are your thoughts on uh, the idea of us getting more of these uh, short films to introduce more characters? Do you think this is a good idea? Do you think this is going to oversaturate? Or do you think that it's kind of a cheap way to do it since you'd rather introduce the characters through movies and TV shows? What do you think? I don't mind it. I I actually like it. I I was a little concerned because we had this one and the the Gardens of the Galaxy Christmas special coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, is that going to work? Like, is it like short? Like, cause I think of how they do. Um, if you just, if you just look on Disney plus, there's like so many like random one-offs of random, like Lego star Wars and like all these yeah. kind of like properties. They kind of just like, because they have the platform, they feel the need to like fill it out with just mm-hmm. like the most tiniest non, you know, non, uh, non-important events in like, definitely. Film. And so I was like, 
it's not a movie. Okay, they have they can do a series, but it's not good. Like I guess there's just not enough material for a series, and they're not doing a movie. So this is kind of like a weird go in between where it's like we don't have material or we don't want to invest all the effort to make a series, but we don't have like the budget or the uh, maybe the star power for a proper film. So it just kind of seems like an inner, like second stage kind of in between. Mm-hmm. But for what it was for the time, the quality of the, I, the characters, the story, like I like I should have known better than to doubt Marvel. I should have known better to doubt Marvel. Uh, there, there's a few exceptions, right? Of course, there's a few exceptions here yeah. where, it's, where that's valid. Mm-hmm. But having watched it, I saw it twice uh, yesterday and I saw it the day before. And I was like, this is really good. I really enjoy mm-hmm. it. I think it works that it's such a non-traditional type kind of take with like the black and white and the horror stuff. Like that's the kind of thing you can get away with. I think like once maybe, I don't know if you can do it again necessarily. Like, like one of my friends was saying like, Oh, they should do like a Halloween theme. Like every year. I'm like, Oh, I don't know if you can keep that going. I don't know if that would I work. I like the idea of bringing in like a new horror midnight suns themed character for a Halloween special, but I don't know if you could go with this style again. Yeah. It's like maybe something else. Maybe maybe we could do like a more grindhouse style, like with oversaturated colors. It, it works yeah. because it's like a one-time off novelty kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like it's it's that's what makes it unique, makes it feel different. But like it's something that would just wear on people, I think, very quickly after a while. So very I don't true. know. Uh, and then we have, like I mentioned, we have like the ho- the Christmas special with Guardians of the Galaxy. So I think you can do these like kind of like check-ins, I guess you can call mm-hmm. them in a way, where there's like, let's follow these characters, but like don't expect like big budget like scenarios, like, you know, world ending events or something like that. Just kind of like little character pieces kind of things. So I like I like the format. If they can continue to make it, uh, I mean, if they can continue to do it well, I'm happy with it. I'm I hate to say it, I actually really would prefer this to be a full-length movie because I really enjoyed it. I I honestly think Giacchino's got something going here. He this was well done, it was well made. You know, he's got a style that works. I would have liked to have seen more. I mm-hmm. remember watching yeah. it, I was like, it's over already. There's like three major things I think would have been better if it was a longer movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, Three major you... things. Yeah. Yes. Please, oh, please. Okay. I'm sorry. sorry I, th- um, I thought you were going to. The layout of the maze. I felt like every time we were going back to like the same area, like it looked very samey. You know what I mean? Like when. They, yeah. And like I, it, again, that part of that is the black and white because it's right. the the walls are all the same color and the plants, while maybe not the same color, they all look the same color. So. Yes. I felt like there could have been more like, I don't know, like traps or some kind of environmental obstacles or something just to kind of break up the monotony of them just like walking around. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a little more. Um, the Maybe other like hunters. statues or something in the background. Yeah, something else. And then like the other hunters, like when they died, I really, I just thought it looked cool. I really had like no idea. Like, are we supposed to like know, like, you know, who are these? Like the guy with like the wrist mounted, like. Yeah, he's bolt. got the. And the, the very like yeah, the Assassin's Creed style. Yeah, like a, yeah. Hidden, yeah, like a hidden weapon. And like mm-hmm. the woman with like the all white, she's like very like slim. Like yeah. she kind of creeped me out, but like I don't like I don't I feel like in a proper movie we probably would have got them like fleshed out a little bit more, maybe in that moment or that scene where like he's talking to the hunter. I forget the, the big guy, the Scottish guy, the I can't mm-hmm. remember his name, but like we kind of got a little bit about him. Like we could have got that treatment for maybe the rest of the characters. Maybe okay. then I would have felt some kind of tension because I really did it you know yeah i i got to, we got to know him a little bit and it's a great scene when he attacks uh jack and 
Elsa and Elsa fights him off and she steals his axe. Mm -hmm. so that's a great fight scene. But you're right. We really don't get to know the others. And I, I hate to say it. I feel like there's a million Easter eggs that probably were in that trophy room alone. And I'm oh, sure there's yeah. like a dozen videos on YouTube. It's like, you know, it's like, did you see all these little things in the background? But like the Star Wars one, like last week when they're like that in that store or that little like proprietary like little shop. And it's like all these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have no doubt about that. But it still would have, I think it would have been better if there was just a little bit more that we could recognize without having to do a lot of research on whether or not those were you know yeah. easter eggs or not i mean it was great seeing man thing obviously you know i get confused with swamp thing from dc because <laughs> they look so similar the similar both the, the names both one. have thing they're both called something thing <laughs> and i'm like so i'm like i'm like wait i was like isn't this a dc character like i was thinking and i'm like oh wait no 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 like they do it's kind of like the wonder man wonder woman kind of thing like they each have like their own like you know Doctor Strange, Doctor Fate, yeah. that kind of thing going but on. But although they also do have very similar powers in that they derive their powers nature. from nature and they're yeah. chlorokinetic, I think is the term. I mean, the only difference is that Man Thing has like the Cthulhu mm -hmm. like, little tentacles. <laughs> yeah, where Swamp Thing actually has a mouth. <laughs> yeah, proper mouth. All right. So, so we uh, we agree we do want to see some more come out of this yes all um, right i agree with that i can all, right. all right excellent what other characters do you think would be good to uh bring in for these little one shots and again we're not saying these would be the only time we'd see this character this would be like a stepping stone for them to appear in future productions you know what i i was bummed when i found out that they canceled um I don't remember the actress's name, but she's the one from like the phone commercials. It was going to do Squirrel Girl. I don't know if you remember. Anna that. Kendrick. No, Anna, was Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Wasn't it? Oh, I thought it was somebody else. I thought it was a girl from the commercials from the like the Verizon or the. No. OK, well, I feel like if we ever get to like the mutants eventually at some point, I think introducing some like lesser kind of, you know, C tier, B tier mutants. Mm -hmm. I think it would be a good way to kind of do that with something without being like a huge commitment for like a film or like a Disney plus series. Uh, at the same time, I think somebody else who I would really like would be someone more along the lines of, and I know they're probably not going to do this anymore because they just killed that completely. But if they could do some of the inhumans, like, I don't think they ever will just because they already have X-Men. Like they don't, that was like the backup, backup X-Men. So they might never do that. But um, other than that, and maybe Ghost, bring, bring Ghost Rider back. Bring Ghost I Rider was thinking back. Ghost Rider too. I was thinking a short like this would be really good for Ghost Rider. And I like your idea of the mutants, you know, not the A-list X-Men, but some of the, you know, lower level mutants. That would be, that would be a very clever idea. All right. Well, yeah, this did get a really positive reception. Uh, let's see here. It's currently sitting at a 92 approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes with an average score of 7.7 .7 out of 10. So mm. this is definitely looking like something that uh, Marvel is going to continue. And in the meantime, we'll just have to wait until we get more info on Midnight Suns. And, you know, if they're going to bring back uh, Gael Garcia Bernal or what's the actress's name? Laura Donnelly as uh, Jack and Elsa. All right. 
Let's see, was there anything else we needed to discuss? Is there anything else about the uh, film that you wanted to talk about? Uh, anything else? Not to really. I mean, oh, well, that's not true. There's a couple of things, but the one that I just I've been kind of just marinating on is I liked how, for the most part, everything's black and white, but then like the bloodstone itself is just it's constantly color. red. Yes, and it gave me like I don't know if there's any connections there, but it gave me like WandaVision kind of vibes because it's that's a also comparison. a series that starts off black and white. But whenever there's like like uh, like chaos magic is very red, right? That's yeah. like a very color theme thing going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering. I mean, I'm probably just connecting when things aren't connected. But like, I want, is there some kind of? I feel like we're gonna explore more of this bloodstone stuff, like in other media, probably in the future. So I wonder if there's like some kind of magical chaos magic connection there because it, they don't really describe what it does. Like it's like Ulysses uses to hunt monsters, but like. Does he like force them to transform? Like, does it have like it repels monsters, but like, is it something else? Like, what's the origin here? Maybe we don't need an origin, but like, what is what is the skill set or power set of the stone exactly? I mostly just laugh about the idea of bloodstone looking like a crystal because if anyone's ever actually seen bloodstone, it's not, it's basically uh, like a redness that shows up in other stones, usually like a jasper. Oh, so I've, I've, an actual blood, an actual rock called that, or actual yep. mineral? Yeah, it's called heliotrope. Uh, oh. So yeah, a mixture of quartz usually occurs in jasper, uh, usually op- opaque green jasper with red inclusions of hematite. The red inclusions may resemble spots of blood, hence the name bloodstone. I've actually wrapped a couple of pieces of bloodstone from my jewelry. I was going to say that makes sense. You would know that considering you do the jewelry, jewelry mm-hmm. and stuff. So. Yeah, no, it's a cool stone, but yeah, when they showed it, it's like this big red crystal. I'm like that's not bloodstone, guys. Not even close. Have, is the stone named after the family, or is the family named after the stone? Because oh, <laughs> I was okay. Like, point taken. Point, point to you. You win that one. Because <laughs> Elise's was like, oh, Elise's bloodstone. Who holds the bloodstone? I'm like, oh, okay, like okay. I guess it's named after him or something then. Yeah. Speaking of that, I love the funeral for Ulysses. The fact that he actually puppeteered his corpse to That's come dope. back like a Pirates of the Caribbean. Like he made himself into an animatronic. Tronic, yes. And it played a, a recording of him doing it. It's like, oh my God, that is hilarious. The overall, sh- the overall I was going to say show, it's not a show. I was curious. Like, I remember when we first saw the trailer for this a couple of weeks back. I thought this was gonna. I thought they were gonna go full on like corny, corny, like, like with like some going ah and like the camera zooming in and out kind of thing, like old school, like you know horror. But like they managed to like they combine like the best parts of like modern filmmaking with like old school filmmaking, where like mm-hmm. we'll do black and white and we'll do like blood splatters on the on the on the camera and stuff. But then, like, we have like the walls long, like the, like the long hallway where we kind of just like stayed with him. And then we see like the shadows of what he's doing, like in the mm-hmm. background. Like, I love yeah. how I thought it was going to be really, I thought they were going to really lean into the cheese factor. I thought we were going to be like, you know, like old school, like tropes and stuff. And like, they really use the use of like the long shot kind of reminded me of like hallway scene, 
from Daredevil. Daredevil, like, I was thinking the same thing. It went, yes. And there's a guy, there's like that one guard in the corner who's like, he's like, you can tell he's thinking, like, should I run or should I stay? Or he kept, he kept looking, you know what I mean? Like, the door's like, yeah, he's walking. just like, it's like, fight a werewolf, run. Fight like, a werewolf, what do I do? Run. He just kind of stayed there. <laughs> he just stayed there. And he like, you just see like his friends getting slaughtered. He's just like, he's, oh, he's like, paralyzed with fear. He really is. I, that felt like a horror movie moment for me where, like, you know, we tell someone, like, like don't go that way. Like, when you're, you're shouting at the character in a horror movie, that felt for me like that. Like, just go under the door, just go through the door. <laughs> like just roll roll to the side you'll get away just roll and no he's too scared <laughs> uh, well like i said I, since there's just the two of us i guess we've covered most of the, uh the elements of this there's not much else to talk about so i'll go ahead and pull a few things up here so let's go ahead and uh do our plugs you want to talk about uh where our viewers can find you sure yeah just give me one second also that one when that one hunter falls on the sword and elsa just like pulls it that was so cool yeah i love that that was was a great scene and then she like she like takes she cleaves the other the other hunter's like head just directly just right across yeah it's just like and just leaves it there there. and just walks away like (laughs) (laughs) so badass that was cool i was like man like I know we're probably not going to get any more of this, but like Marvel, just let them get be creative with like their kill scenes. Let me be a little creative. Absolutely. Uh, right. So uh, I'm Andrew Roscoe. I'm a writer for Geek News Now. I mostly talk about uh, Star Wars and video games. I also have a podcast that I do with my best friend where we cover video game news and what we've been playing like in the last weekly or so. Uh, it's called Duo Sense Podcast. D-U-O-S-E-N-S-E podcast you can find that on pretty much everywhere just audio only we don't have like a youtube or any visual stuff right now it's just audio only and uh yeah that's pretty much it all right and of course uh when i am not uh slaving away and selling my soul to mark radelich and running shows for him (laughs) uh you can always find my jewelry company that's honeysuckle rose creations you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter we have shops on etsy and handmade at amazon uh if you are in the midwest come on out to anime nebraska it's in omaha Nebraska, that is the weekend of the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, if I'm looking at my calendar correctly. Uh, that is our final show for the year. It's a huge anime convention. We worked it a couple of years ago. Took a little time off. Really excited to be coming back. It's going to be so much fun. And, of course, we're gearing up for our holiday sale. I hate that as a business owner, i got to start thinking about Christmas now, but I do. <laughs> And, of course, we will have our Black Friday sale, and we will be doing our charity drive that from Black Friday to Christmas Eve, every order that is placed on either one of our shops, uh, for every order, we will donate $5 to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So, again, that's uh, Honeysuckle Rose Creations, the intersection of geek and chic. All right. For Andrew, thank you for tuning in and listening to us pretty much just gush over a really awesome little short film. (laughs) And... We will see you next time. So be well, be safe, behave.